just felt a real sweet sense of God's presence this morning amongst us. You know, he is with us. The God of angel armies is with us. He's present with us this morning. And um, that's what I'm going to talk about, God's presence this morning. Um, And I want to start by giving you a download from God that's just for you this morning. Um, I really wanted to bring an encouragement through everything that I'm going to say, but particularly this bit at the beginning. And um, I wrote it down in the third person. So um, God says, you know, this, but he said, no, I want you to speak it from me, from my heart in the first person. So it might help you to close your eyes um, or you can keep them open. It's totally up to you. But this is from God for you this morning, just an encouragement. So he says, each of you sitting in this room this morning are made in my image. I have known you and loved you with a never-ending love since before the beginning of time. I know every twist and turn of your life. I know every struggle you have faced. I've seen your pain and I know your pain and I also know your joy. I know what you've experienced. I see the scars that go so deep that they're not visible to any other person. I know how many hairs are on your head. I know how many sleepless nights you've had. I see your weariness of life. I know all the worries and all the questions. I see the depths of your heart, the good stuff and the bad stuff, and I love you just the same. I know you by name, and I call you my beloved. I sent my son Jesus to die for you so that the sin in your life would no longer separate us. I want to walk with you every day, I want to show you the treasures that I've placed in you. I want to empower you daily to follow me. With me, all things are possible. I want to love you like nobody else can. I want to give you my peace as you put your trust in me. I want want you to know me like I know you. I'm always watching for you with my arms wide open, waiting for you to come to me and experience my embrace. I am your healer. I am your provider. I am your strength. I am faithful. I am your peace. I am your joy. I am your creator. I am near to you. I am your provider. I am your shepherd. I am your good father. Thank you, Lord. Just let that soak in. So this morning, I'm going to talk about God's presence and being present in God's presence. See what I did there? I thought it was quite clever. Being present in God's presence. And each of us is faced with a choice in life. We can invite God in or we can hold him out of our lives. But if we decide to, if we decide to say yes to him and invite him in, then we can experience him and encounter him and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just think about that. The same God who created this vast universe that we're part of, that's beyond our comprehension, that also created the tiny, delicate daisy. The same God that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit, that can live inside of us. He can live inside of us. That just blows my mind. But you know... We can be filled with God, but as humans, we're a bit like a bucket with holes because we tend to leak. And what we're filled with of God tends to leak out 
you know, sometimes a lot at times, sometimes just dribble, dribble. But we leak, don't we? So we need a constant refilling of God's Holy Spirit. And that comes from a daily walking with him. And God says in the word that he's always near to us. That's one of his names, the God who is always near. But it's our awareness of him and his presence that ebbs and flows. And it is our choice whether we are present in his presence or not. If we choose to, we can be like a magnet for God's presence. If we choose to be aware of him and if we choose to put ourselves in his way, we can be like a magnet. King David, if you want to turn to this, Psalm 27, verse 4. This is one of David's psalms. And he said, One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. And this desire of David's to dwell in God's presence was his heartbeat. And the Bible says that David was a a man after God's own heart. And I wonder, can we say that about ourselves? Can I say that about myself? Is that my ultimate desire in life is to dwell in God's presence all the days of my life? I pray that that will be a heartbeat, that that will be my heartbeat and that will be my one desire in life. I pray that I just, I get to that place and you do too. Um, Next, I want to look at Exodus. So Old Testament, Exodus 33 from verse 12, if you want to turn there. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, Moses said back to God, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us um, so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? And Moses was a man who had encountered and experienced God powerfully in his life. And he'd seen God's power in action. So you might remember the burning bush story. And you might remember the plagues in Egypt when the Israelites were slaves there. And God's glory even passed by Moses as God hid him in in the rock. And he was a man, Moses was a man who understood the value and the paramount importance of God's presence. He knew that the only way that the Israelites were going to get to the land that God had promised was only if God went with them and gave them favor. And Moses knew that it was God's very presence with him and the Israelites that marked them out, that separated them from anybody else on the earth. And the same thing today, sitting here, is true for us. It's God's presence that marks us out. In fact, I was remembering that, um, Stu, I think you've often kind of given uh, this story about when you first started coming to whatever it was called back in the day, but this church um, in the 80s, and that it was God's presence that was amongst us as a people that really kind of did it for you. I hope I've got that right. But that was one of the distinctive kind of things about us. And um, yeah, it's God's presence that makes us distinct. 
as individuals and together as a company of believers. And um, yeah, not only do we, when we say yes to God, do we have him living on the inside of us, but the more we make ourselves present in his presence, the more we absorb of him, the more that he gives us, the measure increases and the more we overflow to other people. If you've read the book of Acts, which is in the New Testament of the Bible, you'll know about the day of Pentecost. And that's where the Holy Spirit, the gift that Jesus had promised, came upon the believers that were gathered there in Jerusalem together. And the Holy Spirit filled the apostles, particularly with such boldness, and particularly Peter. And he, um, you know, Peter um, was, his name uh, meant like reed-like, Um, It was Simon, wasn't it? And his name meant like a reed kind of bending backwards and forwards. And God renamed him, Jesus renamed him Peter, the rock upon which he built his church. And so the Holy Spirit filled him with such boldness and such power that that day he got up in front of all these people and preached the good news. And 3,000 people that day came to know God. And it says daily people were added to this company of believers. So God, the Holy Spirit filled him with um, his presence and boldness. And um, if I just find my place in the notes, that would be great. Um, in, uh, in Acts 4, Peter and John were actually brought before a council of religious rulers and elders, and they were questioning why they had healed this crippled man. Um, they said, in whose name have you healed this crippled man? man? And they said, in the name of Jesus. And um, it says in verse 13 of Acts 4, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. So Peter and John, like I said, were bold because God's presence was in them and it was upon them. And they were ordinary people like you and me. We're actually extraordinary because of God that lives in us. But, you know, to... We look ordinary, don't we? And so they were ordinary, just like you and me. And um, it says that the council recognized them as men who'd been with Jesus. Now, that may mean they recognized their faces, but I think it was something more than that. I think they recognized that the same spirit that Jesus carried, that, that was Jesus as he walked on the earth, was on these two men as well. And a bit later on in Acts chapter 5, verse 15, it tells us that people were being healed by Peter's shadow as they passed him. Wow. In fact, people came and they lined all these sick people up so that as Peter walked by, his shadow brought healing to them because of the presence that was on him. A shadow has no substance to it. A shadow, you know, it it has nothing to it. But God used that powerfully. He can even use a shadow to bring healing. Wow, that's mind-blowing. And with God's presence comes all of him, comes all of heaven. And it's all we need to empower us to live life on this earth as his followers. And maybe you can think about a time when you felt God's presence or you've just had a sense of God with you. Um, God with you, God in you, God on you. You know, we don't always feel God's presence, but the key is to keep seeking him, to keep praising, live a life of thankfulness and gratitude for all that he's done in your day, your week, your life. Keep giving him the glory and celebrate his goodness because this positions our hearts to receive again from him. It positions our hearts to encounter him, to experience him again. So keep worshipping him even when you don't feel like it. 
Bring your sacrifice of praise because it's a choice. I think often um, we can make it quite complicated for ourselves when we think about spending time with God. Or maybe that's just me. But I think I can overcomplicate it. You know, things have to be right and perfectly lined up for me to possibly spend time with God. But, you know, God, if he's near, all we need to do is focus our attention and refocus on him because he's right there. And, uh, yeah, he just wants our attention. He, he's always near. It's a question of um, just be that awareness of his presence, of him with us. And being with God in his presence, it's not a formula. It is absolutely not a formula. So I just want to blow that out of the water. So you might be looking at somebody sitting next to you and going, well, they seem to really encounter God and they do this. And, you know, there's no harm in trying that. But you know what? Your relationship with God is absolutely unique to you and him. And so you are going to find ways of connecting with God that the person sitting next to you is not going to. Being attentive means that we have to be intentional. And I've just got five things briefly from my own experience, which I think are key to seeking God and spending time in his presence. So number one is that we choose to do it. It's a choice. So we have to engage our mind and our heart. And that can actually happen in a split second. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out process of going, okay, mind, are you engaged? Okay, heart. You know, we can make that decision instantly. Yes, I choose to be with you, God, and to be aware of you and to focus on you. So that's number one. Number two, we've got to position ourselves. So we have to make space and time in our daily lives to encounter and experience him. And that might mean making mental space. So you might need to write down all the things that are in your head that you need to do. So that's out of your head. And then you can focus on him. I've had to do that before. And um, it might mean making physical space. So when things are maybe cluttered in a room, you might just need to sort a few things out so that you can just, you know, your mind's not wandering onto those things and needing to tidy them up. I don't know. It's probably just me. (laughs) Um, So it might be mental space or physical space, but it definitely involves time. And I'm not saying that it has to be three long hours. But it could be five minutes when you first wake up, or it could be 20 minutes before you go to bed at night. Try out different times of the day for you. Try different spaces. Ask God to help you discover what works best for you to connect with him, and he'll show you. So number three is that we have to act. That doesn't mean perform, and it doesn't necessarily mean do. But whatever we need to do, um, we need to do it in an active state not a passive state. So being alert and being attentive is actually not passive, that's active. It might help you to connect with God when you sing along to worship songs or read the Bible or write down what you want to say to God or write down what he's speaking to you in the moment. You might want to sit in silence and just listen, but I find that really hard because, yes, my mind wanders to everything that I need to do. There's this rolling to-do list in my head. So I find it really hard to just sit there in silence with my, own, with my own thoughts. But that might work for you. Find what works for you. Don't compare yourself to anyone else. Your relationship with God is unique, like I said. You might lie face down on the floor for an hour And that's how you connect with God. You might use the time um, in the car on the way to work. That's a really good use of time to talk to God or sing worship. You might um, rest and receive from God in a bubble bath or swimming lengths in the local pool or doing boot camp. 
Um, There are so many ways that you can encounter God and enjoy his presence. Really, they are endless because God is endless and he's creative and he's made us to be creative as well. But this interaction with God, it shouldn't feel like we're having to strive. So don't strive. You, You know, Jesus threw the gates wide open for us to access heaven and be in God's presence. There is nothing that separates us anymore. And we can come and we can just be who we are, who God's made us to be. We don't have to perform or act like somebody else. Just come and be. Um, That was number three. So number four is rest in relationship and receive from the Father. So if we don't spend time with God, then we find that what what we want to do for him actually comes out of our own strength and our own sense of achievement. But when we spend time with him and we rest in his presence and we receive from him, that gives us all the empowering we need to go out and do what he's asked us to do. It's beautiful. Um, Yeah, in his presence, let him change your heart and your perspective. Revelation 3, 20, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come to him and dine with him. And he with me. And the Greek word for dine in this scripture is, I might not pronounce this correctly, I think it's dipneho. And it means, that word dine, I'll make him to share in the most intimate and blissful contact. So it's not about physically eating a meal, but it's about that intimate contact with the Father. I think that's beautiful. That's the interaction that God wants to have with us in his presence. We shouldn't feel like we are trying, but that we're resting and relaxing and enjoying the intimate company of our best friend in all the world. That's what it should feel like when we spend time with him. Number five is that it doesn't end there, but we actually carry his presence. He has created us to carry and be vessels of his presence. His presence is not just for us. It's so that we can go out and we can impact the world powerfully for him. But This flows from our secret place with God. It has to flow from that place. Time in God's presence makes us more like him. And our heartbeat becomes his heartbeat like David. And his desire becomes ours to bring heaven to earth. So that's what I wanted to share this morning. We're going to go back into a time of just being with God and being in his presence. And I just want us to let what I've shared, just what God's spoken to us, just take root into us, just soak into us as we just, yeah, spend time in his presence. And I really feel that as I was, as I was just preparing last night, that God really wants to give people peace this morning. And it's interesting because that's already come from the front this morning that God is speaking about peace. And um, one of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 4, 6 to 7. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And I just saw a picture in my my head of what God wants to do, that he wants to put his hands around your head and your thoughts this morning. And that... You know, you might feel that there's a lot of worry, that there's a lot of anxiety, and that comes from here. All of it comes from here. And God, it's almost like God just wants to steady your mind this morning 
And it also links to our hearts. But um, he just wants to put his loving, caring, mighty hands round our heads. In this house, we are real. But we also make mistakes. And when we do, we make sure we say sorry. We give second chances to anyone. And we also have lots of fun. In this house, we definitely forgive. We also do loud. We give the best hugs. We are family. And in this house, that means we, we love. love.